to the FTO Show. I'm your host, Aristotle Domingo, and joining me today is Joan McDonald. Joan is an Ottawa mom transplant from the Hawaiian Islands, an entrepreneur and owner of Socket Socks, an innovative and fashionable statement covers for your sockets. We'll explore that with her for sure, but uh, first, welcome to the show, Joan. Thank you. So happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Perhaps we, let's expand on how I introduced you. So you were born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, why the transfer? Let's at least get the weather conversation out of the way. Yeah, that's probably the number one question I get when I meet people and they find out that I'm from Hawaii. Um, yeah, I lived there for 21 years about and uh, I was traveling around Europe and met my husband-to-be, and he lived in Canada, Cape Breton. And so when I came up to visit him and meet his family, we were dating long distance for a year. I said, you know what, I, I really like Nova Scotia. Like, it's, it's just like Hawaii, but with snow. <laughs> the people are amazing there. Um, I had instant uh, ohana. I had uh, eight brothers and sisters. So I thought, okay, you know what, I could do this. So I packed up my bags and, uh, and left. It's funny, it's ironic though, in my bags, I didn't have any socks. <laughs> I didn't have uh, any long pants. It was my bathing suits, shorts, and et cetera. Um, but no, I, I, I made the move and started university in, in Nova Scotia. And, and a couple years later, married, five years later, kids, three kids, and, uh, and here I am. Wow. Okay. So uh, then let's get into socket socks. So why socket socks? Can you tell our listeners? Well, maybe before we even get to that, you had an amputation, which you didn't mention in your intro there, but I think I did, but I'm not sure. But so let's just kind of go back to that. You had your amputation a few years ago. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, February 18th, um, 2018, I had my right below knee amputated. And is that what prompted socket socks? So going back to my question, so why socket socks? Can you tell our listeners how the idea came about? Uh, it's it's kind of um, I found a need, uh, which was my need. And when I after I had my leg amputated, I had a few uh, medical complications, put my uh, date back again and again to receive my prosthetic leg. And finally, the day came, and I was able to enter rehab, and I get my first leg, and I, I've overcome a lot. You know, I, I've done a lot with my life. I've, I've overcome some huge life urgencies. And so she hands me my leg, and it's this clear plastic, but then she puts the fiberglass wrap around it. And I thought to myself, like, that doesn't match how I feel inside. You know, walking around while well, trying to learn to walk with this fiberglass wrap, you know, people would look at me and, you know, say, oh, what happened? And uh, I just, it didn't, it didn't work. And um, I remember sitting around, it was a couple of days before Canada Day and everyone's getting their red and white outfits. And, and I thought I wasn't really in the mood. I was still a new amputee, but then I thought, you know what, I've been a dressmaker for 30 years almost I think I can make something and, and cover my socket for fun. So I started having fun embracing this new life. Uh, and I remember making this red socket and I rhinestoned uh, a maple leaf on it. And 
was walking around and everyone, the, the mood changed. Everyone looked at me and said, wow, that's so cool. And I, you know, I felt proud. I thought, oh, this is pretty neat. And uh, we just kind of started from there. We picked a name for this product. And I thought, you know what, if I can make one, I can make a few more. And uh, developed a pattern to fit a majority of the different type of socket styles and and just kind of gone from there. But it's it's been a blast. It's it's fun, um, but it is business for sure. I like the idea of uniqueness and the the idea they had with it about individuality mm-hmm. and fashionable and, and making a statement. Yeah. Do they come in different sizes? Then you, you talked about making patterns and and so if I were to get one, do I select one from the sh- from your store? your online store, which we'll talk to about later. And then just, do I get it as a package uh, with, with those or how does that kind kind of come about? And you have different, um, I want to say for above knee, below knee, can you go take us through that? Okay. So of course, when I first got started, I was on a below knee. So I was focusing on the below knee, getting a perfect pattern to fit the socket I was told by a few prosthetists that, uh, oh, each socket is completely different. So I thought, okay, let me start making patterns for the different size sockets for just below knees. And I realized that 90% of my customers were fitting this one size that I made for mine because it's Lycra, it stretches. And then from there, I have some friends who are above knee. I have an arm amputee friend and they thought, oh, can you make one for me? And I thought, okay. So we started experimenting um, with different patterns for above knee. And again, because of the Lycra, it fits 80 to 90% of my clients is the, is the small. Um, so running a business, you do your test of products, you do your test of fabrics, and uh, we narrowed it down to two sizes for all socket styles. And we do do custom stuff, but it's very rare. Like kids, those are our custom designs. We do those. But the above knees and below knees and arms, they're pretty much two different sizes. So on the website, you'll see uh, a sizing chart and how to measure. And very simple to do. But um, And we guarantee fit too. So if someone measures their own socket and they're nervous about, you know, did I do this right? And they order a small and they find out all oh, their sockets really tall, we'll replace it. It's uh, our, our mission is to empower amputees, not to, you know, take advantage of anyone. This is a fun, fun product. You've talked about, um, easy, it, you can't easily switch it out then. So you can have multiple versions or multiple designs, depending on how you're feeling that day or how unique you want to feel that day or something to just match what you're wearing yeah. for the day. Is that correct? Correct. For instance, uh, in my personal example, I don't want to just talk about myself the whole time, but I guess this is what we're doing. Um, so I have a box uh, next to my bed and every morning when I get up, put my leg on, it's the same routine. And um, I have this box that I can choose from. So I've got solid colors. I've got prints. Um, depending on what I'm wearing that day, I'll pick a cover to uh, suit my mood, or if I have a business meeting, put something a little more professional. Um, Although the other day we went uh, hiking and I thought, okay, I'm going to put my pirate one on, which was uh, a lot of fun. But it's it's just neat to be able to match your outfit and to create a conversation. You know, when you're walking around with a a unique cover, you know, people will look and want to talk about 
oh, that's a neat cover. Or, that, or they don't know it's a cover, but that's a neat design. And it makes it more approachable. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of style and, and design options for sure. Oh, that sounds great. Good. Actually gives options. I actually have a pair, thanks to you. If you've ever seen my posts on social media, everybody, it's an ugly Christmas sweater theme, which I don around the holidays. To Joan's point, it's a great icebreaker. Uh, people talk about it when, when I walk around with it. And, and so, yeah, it just makes the whole thing light. And I'm funny. I'm a funny guy. I think people get that now. Um, and so this, you know, wearing those at a party, it's all of a sudden it's like, I can talk to that guy. That guy's approachable. He's really having a good time with this. And I think that's a great positive um, message that um, you're saying there. So you came up with this. You said you were a dressmaker um, for nearly 30 years. Was that, and then you said liker. So you had swimsuit experience or creating swimsuits. So um, is that, take, take us through that, I guess. Yeah, it was um, when I moved to Canada and uh, I've been sewing. My mom taught me to sew when I was a kid. So I've always created my own, you know, designs, clothing and uh, bathing suits. Of course, growing up in Hawaii, you don't just have one suit, you have many. And, you know, there'd be days where I can't find my suit. So I remember taking a T-shirt out of my dad's drawer. And I guess he's going to hear this now and uh, taking his T-shirt out and cutting it up and making a suit because my friend was picking me up to go to the beach. (laughs) So there was a, it was always you know, an approachable skill to do. And then um, when I moved to Canada, uh, someone asked me if I could make them a bathing suit. And I said, well, sure, why not? And uh, they realized, realized that, again, there's, it's another need. No one is making these custom bathing suits. So I ended up making bikinis for bodybuilders, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. It was uh, it was a niche market. Uh, I thought, okay, this is kind of fun, you know, to to make these fashion bikinis and add the rhinestones and and uh, yeah, so that lasted at least seventeen years. I was one of the best bikini designers in Canada. I'm very proud of that. I built that business from nothing to where it was to the point that I sold it. Um, again, kind of related to the amputation. Uh, needed a new new venture, a new something. I didn't know what it was. I needed to find myself again with this new life. And uh, Right. I was just going to say, it sounds like you've had uh, to invent a few things or adjust to the new things to reflect your life. So that's what we call adapting, folks. Something new comes up or, or something in our life changes, which amputation is a big life change. It's a new chapter. And so we find reinventing ourselves in what we're doing. And a lot of us are doing those things. I'm doing this podcast because I had become an amputee. So again, there's, there's a lot of those. You moved to Canada from a young age. We talked about that and built a family here in Canada. You raised two daughters. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, three daughters. Yeah. Three daughters. Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. No, you okay. ran a swimsuit business. Then you had your amputation. And now you're inventing yourself with socket socks. Joan, I think that you're a definition of resilience, and I just wanted to say that out loud. You're thriving despite the challenges and the barriers that you've encountered. So I feel like you are the definition of that quote, knock me down seven, I get up eight, or something to that effect. You're able to rise above your challenges and move forward, 
And I think that's brave and truly kind of a skill that you must have as an entrepreneur. So can you tell our listeners the drive to become an entrepreneur? What goes through your mind and how does that get started? To be honest, it starts with an idea. And um, it, it's not, I think a true entrepreneur is not someone who says, oh, what kind of business am I going to create? It's finding a need and realizing and looking around that no, no one's doing this. And uh, just finding a way to fill that need. But I was reading a, a book recently called uh, The Pumpkin Plan. Uh, but the, the Pumpkin Plan talks about entrepreneurs and, and, and just learning to focus on one thing. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting journey with socket socks. You know, I had this idea, how do you bring it to market? You know, what, is there a market for this? And, uh, you know, anyone can have an idea, but then you got to stick to it because it's not easy. You know, you're, you know, you create, you have this idea, you write your business plan, you do the market research. Is there a market out there for it? Um, start creating this brand, um, pulling people together, bouncing ideas off of people, testing your product. And then once you get out there, people love the product. Prostatists, I've been to conferences and they're just like, oh, this is fantastic. I don't know why anyone else uh, hasn't done this before. That's an entrepreneur. Finding that one thing that no one else has done before, then acting on it. Because when you get an idea guarantee that second you get the idea there's five other people around the world who have the same idea one person's going to act on it then you got to be resilient and and just stick to it this um, march i was at a conference it was the aopa and uh it was fantastic there were prosthetists and clinics from all over the world everyone loved this product we're, we're ready to to launch this and then covid hit Talk about resilience and adapting and pivoting. You know, it's, it's been really tough to, to figure out, well, you know, what do I do next? And, but it always comes back for me. It comes back to the experience of being an amputee. You know, patience, having patience, you know, being kind to yourself. You know, not every day is going to be a, oh, I can't wait to get started, come down to my office. And, you know, there's some days where, you know what, this isn't working for me today. I need to focus on my personal life, my personal growth, uh, pick up a book, what, whatever it is you need to do in order to keep going. So that's how I see adapting, you know, looking at, at the market. Well, guess what? There's no more conferences. So how do I get the product out there to, to customers and not giving up. You know, I'm, I'm always trying new things. I'm always learning new things. So I think when COVID first hit, the biggest thing for me was, uh, well, what do I do now? I, 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 what am I going to do with myself? You know, I, I have to keep busy. And I started uh, Zooming with friends, you know, Zoom meetings, not Zooming. <laughs> And I just keep it in touch. And then I found there were webinars, free webinars. And I thought, okay, why not? Let's, let's watch uh, some of these webinars and, you know, learning, you know, how to talk to clients, learning how to do a Facebook ad, you know, let, let's just educate ourselves during this lockdown and, uh, and grow and adapt. 
And uh, those were quite interesting. It was funny though. You got to be careful on those. They're all excellent, but they always want you to sign up and buy something. So just be careful. If it's something that you really truly need and you have the financial ability to invest, then go for it. Otherwise, take what you need and get back in the office and apply it. Creative thinking is certainly key from what you've talked about. And I'm sure there are barriers as an entrepreneur. There's lots of no's, I'm sure, when you know, when you go up to, to someone and a lot of closing doors. What keeps your drive? What keeps my drive is my passion. It's, you know, I've set up some personal dreams for myself, but also I knew what this cover did for me and that feeling that I felt. And I, I remember that. I also know, you know, I have clients kind of all over the world. I have a little girl in Australia. Her name is Maya. She's absolutely gorgeous, a sepsis survivor. And uh, someone had told me about her and I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to make some children's covers. And uh, so I sent her down, I don't know, a half dozen uh, covers. She's double amputee, double amputee. And um, the mom sent me a message. She goes, the day Maya received the box of covers, she said, Maya opened up the box and she said, mom, I can't wait to put my legs on. And little Maya was thrilled and happy and excited to put her legs on. She went to school, all of her classmates, and this is the story of the mom telling me, and she said, all of Maya's classmates were so excited to see her because she was excited. She was happy and, and, you know, and proud. And, you know, that story goes on and on. I've heard the same thing from customers all over the world and their, their, you know, how they, how this makes them feel. Now there's, yeah, they're stylish. You can dress up your outfit. You can wear something fun. But at the end of the day, just that feeling of support and, and confidence, that's why I keep this business going. Even during times where you're getting no's, you know, it, or, you know you're in lockdown. I, all my conferences, my booths were canceled. You know, you, it's, how do you do it? You take it one day at a time. You know, if you find you're getting so many no's, you're like, okay, well, maybe I need to relook at my process. And uh, let's see, are we, are we doing the right thing? And uh, most of the time, yes, you just got to keep doing it. And that's the difference of someone, an entrepreneur who is successful is one that just keeps going and keeps trying. Like they say, it takes two to five years for a business to start making money. That's true. Add the pandemic, we're looking at minimum five years for a new business to turn around and start making money. So you, you ha- don't have a choice. You got to stick to it. Yeah. And you got to remember why. And I, I know my whys of doing this, you know, sock and socks covers is uh, for amputees. And uh, I'm not giving up. It looks like it's the combination of the passion that you talked about before as well. And it's like, you just got to keep going. And just as we are as amputees, we got to keep going. You know, there's that little, I always say a little pause in our life. As an athlete, I talk about, you know, this is that break in the periods, right? Or break in the, in the game where you can kind of chill and hold, you know, kind of breathe and get a drink of water and get your energy back to, ch- to tackle on that next one. 
or the next challenge to keep moving forward. Are there any sort of skill that you believe is key talking about moving forward, not just in business or career, but in life in general, especially to those who may just have been going through limb loss or other barriers in life? Skill. I think pivot and patience are absolutely huge. You know, that you've, yeah, I got a new socket yesterday, for instance, and I've been trying for the last four months now to get a, a, a good fit socket. I got a brand new one yesterday, and I think it's my seventh one now, and it's still not fitting. And I have to admit, I was thinking to myself, you know, am I meant to walk? Maybe I'm just one of those that we're just not going to get a, a, a perfect fit prosthetic leg. You know, do, do I accept this? or do I keep trying? And then I'm like, heck no. <laughs> I want to run. I, there's so many things that I want to do in life. And, and I think um, as amputees and as you know, anyone in general, you just got to make that decision that you want to do more, you want to be more. And that helps you get through the hard days and the hard thoughts. Um, you know, and if you're having a hard day, take that day off and, you know, take the time to kind of think about what it is you're doing, why am I doing it, and recharge. But it's it's really patience. You know, I, I know you understand patience yourself and lying in hospital beds and yeah. be patient with what the doctors are suggesting you need to do, i.e. lie down and relax and heal when you want to do so much more. And, um, you know, being an amputee does help with that. But again, anyone, you know, we're all in a pandemic together. We're all having to be patient. The thing is not to give up. Like a baseball player, I know uh, some, I read this quote somewhere and it said, uh, baseball players have, what, 400 swings before a hit. No, that is true. Yeah. You know, how many home runs does an average baseball player make? Probably very few, but the thing is they, they're passionate about what they do and they get out there and they swing and they keep swinging. And that's the vision that I have moving forward with this business. So are there any tips, Joan, that you could share if somebody is starting anew as an entrepreneur, they have the passion, they know they have the drive, they have the product. What would you say to them and some of the no's and the barriers that they could encounter in the first, maybe like you said, five years of, of doing this into the successful 17 years that you've had with your subset business to then be able to sell it and live off of that sale? Oh, barriers. There's many barriers. Um, I know from my other business and with this one is the one thing I learned is you got to have blinders on because people are going to say stuff. They're going to say you can't do it. They're going to say this is, you know, too, too much. No one's going to want this. I remember I had a, a sewing teacher years and years ago and I was pregnant with my third daughter and I told her, I said, you know what? I think I want to make money from my sewing. And she said, dear, you can't make money from your sewing. And I thought, you know what? That worked. That drove me to prove her wrong. But as uh, you're building your business, you know, you, get, you do get people, you know, even family members will say, 
you know, you don't know what you're doing. That's boring. You know, what, what are you doing? And uh, by putting on your blinders and remembering why you're doing this is, uh, is huge. You know, I've done a lot of investment in this business and to make sure that this is a quality product. You know, we've sampled different fabrics, Lycra fabrics from different companies. We find uh, the best Lycra for this is an Italian Lycra. It's got an eight-way stretch. It costs a little bit more, but guaranteed to fit. It's not going to rip or tear when you're, you know, doing the valve on your socket. Or sometimes there are certain sockets where we have to put a little slit in the material to pull valves through, and it doesn't fray. It doesn't run. It lasts through the many washes. So there's, you know, a lot of investment up front that we do to make sure that we're supplying the best best product. You know, why do this? If you're not going to do it, do it right. That didn't make sense. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it right. There's no sense in getting in if you're not going to get in with, you know, both feet. I know there's uh, branding. And uh, we've worked a lot with uh, different marketing companies on making sure that our brand represents our mission, which is to empower amputees. If you look at my logo, the S is a running blade. And uh, every time I look at that, I get so inspired. It's like, yeah, I don't want to walk, I want to run. And uh, it, it represents the business. You know, our, our product is something that you will wear and feel good about yourself. It's not just a, a piece of leggings where you cut the bottom and top off and slip it on. We've put a lot of uh, time into creating this pattern that hugs the edges of a socket so it looks like it's painted on. In fact, that was one of my biggest uh, questions at the Amputee Coalition Conference in Texas a couple of years ago. People were coming up to us and saying, oh, is that painted on? And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, look, you know, it's, it's just fabric, it comes right off. And uh, so it was a lot of fun to see the reaction when you just took the sock off of the socket. And how easy it is to slip over your foot and put it over onto your uh, socket. So it, it's been a it's been a long road building this, but we're we're doing this right. We've made the right investments here and there, but the value that you get in our covers is priceless. Yeah, I know. I think that's important to say. Any, any cost that we say or associate with our needs as amputees, whether that's ply socks, sockets, feet. You know, we want it to work for us. And I think the uniqueness of my individuality uh, expressed through the covers. Right. Um, if I can at least say that. So, yeah, no, so I think, I, I think it's great. Sometimes you can't really attach a value to something that makes you happy, right? When they say it's priceless, right? Because it, it, if it makes you happy, then, then absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so you got to meet your customers' needs. You know, we're, we're constantly adding new fabrics. So we're on checking out new stuff, testing the fabrics, making sure that they'll work up to my standards and uh, just making sure that we're out there. You know, we donate covers to amputees all over the world. There's different organizations that before the pandemic were traveling to third world countries and we would send a box of covers with them um, you know, there's different amputees that we get notified about. Say, so, hey, listen, I have a neighbor 
he's an amputee. Is there any chance we can get a cover sent to him? Sure. Let's do that. You know, there's the whole other side to my business that maybe I should advertise more is, is where we give, where we donate. The war apps, you know, in, in December, we're going to start a campaign where percentage of our proceeds get donated to the war apps and just to give back. All right. No, I think that all sounds great. We talked earlier about what sparked socket socks and the gaps and the needs that you saw in the amputee community. So let's talk socket socks, socket socks. Can you tell us how it works? How socket socks, socket socks works. I love it. Yes. <laughs> all the name. I just love the name. <laughs> when uh, back to the when I said I started this, I had my first cover on, and I had a friend visiting from Australia with her kids, and we're like, "Oh, what, what can we call this?" And the little kid must have been about six, and he comes skipping by. He says, "Socket socks, socket socks." <laughs> like you know what? That works. That's perfect. But uh, yeah, so we have a fabric, Lycra fabric that stretches, it's soft, and how it works is it's like a pair of socks with the toe that's open. So you slip it over your toe, pull it up to your socket, if this is a a lower extremities uh, socket, and you pull up this sock and the elastic at the top edges actually flip right over the edge of your socket. There is also elastic down at the bottom, so it hugs the pylon, I guess you would call it, um, making it look like it's painted on, because you don't see any edges. You don't see any wrinkles or, or gaps or stitches, really. It's uh, quite a fantastic product. It's- yeah, I know. It's great. Like I said, I have a pair and that, I, I, that I wear uh, a lot of the time, especially now that the holidays is upon us. So we talked earlier, I think we said they, that some are prepackaged, so I can just go to the website and order them and they would be shipped to be correct? Yes. That's um, one of the obstacles uh, building this business is getting through to my end user, the amputee, that it's very simple to order. Their website, if you go to our website at socketsocks.com, you'll find there in the shop, you choose which socket style you have. You could be a blow knee, above knee, arm. Um, you can have a Sims style, style socket. And once you choose your socket, then it takes you to another page where you see all the fabric choices. So you can kind of have fun clicking at the different fabrics, seeing what your socket would look like with that fabric on it and the actual photographs on the website are pretty darn accurate for what the finished product looks like um, so once you kind of pick a fabric that you like then it's the sizing don't be afraid of the sizing it's very simple to do there is a link that shows you the different sizes there's two sizes for every socket style um, you measure the circumference the height in the front the outside, inside, and back. And then you'll find you fall in either to a small or a medium. So you choose your fabric, you choose your size, add to cart. We guarantee fit. So we've, we've tested this product on amputees for the last two years, and everything has been absolutely perfect. Some people might have a socket that's taller or even more narrow than your 
your average, which is fine. Send me an email. At that point, I can say, okay, no problem. Let's order the small, but I put in the notes, your circumference, and I make everything here. So I can guarantee that the socket will be made to fit. Socket, sock. <laughs> socket, sock. Right. And, and we talked about you making it all handmade. So yes. that's, that's, you could pretty much get it customized almost to, to your liking um, if they contact you. And, they, and you ship it out of Canada, but they are shipped around the world. And we talked about that as yep. well, about you shipping around the world. And that is absolutely okay, right? Yeah. We, uh, we have orders from literally all eight countries this week, which was mind-boggling. I absolutely love it. And uh, every time an order comes in, I check to make sure their size. Uh, one time I had a client order a cover and they, two covers. And one was a small, the other was a medium. So it's a little details like that because that's who I am. I contact the customer and says, listen, I just noticed you ordered a small and a medium. And they're, oh my gosh, thank you so much for catching that. And so we're on top of everything, making everything in the studio. I do have two other ladies that work for me when we get busy. And then we ship. It's uh, fantastic. It's smooth. It's running really smooth right now during a pandemic. You know, I do enjoy working out of the home, but I look forward to getting back into my bigger studio and uh, working side by side someday uh, with my dressmakers. Right. That sounds really good. Any last words or tip for a future entrepreneur, especially those in the amputee and limb community? What would you say to them to, to keep the drive if they want to pursue a career as an entrepreneur? To keep the drive as an entrepreneur, uh, whether you're an amateur or not, just remember why you're doing it. Why are you doing this business? Your why has to be bigger than your obstacles. Your why has to be bigger than the 10 no's you got that day. And holding on to that, you know, I have a poster in front of me here that's got nine whys why I'm building this business. And uh, some of them are personal. And some are business related, but they motivate me to, to kind of get up out of bed and get going the next day. Everyone has a great idea. You know, you mm-hmm. have no idea if your idea is going to be the next, you know, Apple. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you don't know. And you just got to try, you know, give it, give it a couple years. Do the time, the investment, talk to other people, see if this is, you know, the right path test your product or even service. If it's a service that you're doing, test it. Make sure this is what people want. You know, you don't want to invest 20,000 in in a website and find out, oh, no one really wants this. Or this, we got to adjust this and you're, you're really will be wasting your money and time. So really make sure that this is uh, something that you can do when you get the nose, put your blinders on, like I said, you know, I have actually, there's a, a little sewing pin taped on the wall here. And that was a pin that the woman, the dressmaker, the older lady who said, Joan, you can't make money from your sewing. I look at this pin every day and that's my drive. Find your drive. It could be your why. It could be the negative. It could be the ones that say, oh, you can't do this. Oh, I can't. Watch me. You know, there's that little five-year-old, don't jump on the couch. What? Jump on the couch? <laughs> right. I think it's that 
attitude that yeah. I think instilled in us as somewhat because of our life's life-changing situations yeah. that somehow we wake up to about watch me do it. Yeah. Maybe prove you wrong. Yeah. You know, right. when, um, after my amputation, it was about, I was home for two weeks and I started getting pain in my good leg. And so we had to go to the emergency room and they did the ultrasound and they found out that I had a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis. The mm. vein in my good leg was blocked the the entire leg all the way up they started ultrasounding up my belly towards my heart and uh they were just shocked and they said well okay we're going to take care of you right now and i had the thrombosis doctor in there i had my um orthopedic surgeon was in there and i remember them standing over me and i had my husband and we're we didn't know what to do we're we're in shock we're scared and the thrombosis doctor, she says, well, it's actually, it's, your, it's pretty bad. And um, she goes, we're going to give you some blood thinners, but we don't know if this is going to work. And uh, you could die. Wow. And uh, again, crying, scared. And my orthopedic surgeon sat down in the chair next to me. And I'm like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> I know I'm laughing now, but that's that's just me. But um, and I realized after crying for a little bit that wait a minute, is this how I want to end? I want to cry and then and, and you know, you know, not deal with this. And I realized, okay, you know what? I'm gonna live. That's it. I'm I'm gonna live. I'm gonna make it. And and I actually realized that I had to lift the people around me. And I don't know if, if other amputees feel the same way after, you know, going through amputation or your, you know, not just your surgery, but the accident or life-threatening situation that got you to that position. But you get to a point where you realize, okay, everyone else is negative. <laughs> I need right. to turn this around. And I remember it just, it's like instantly I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to live. I'm, I'm going to beat this. We're going to do this. And uh, just that's, I got goosebumps talking about this but um you just gotta make that decision you know you got you i'm gonna live i'm gonna do this right no i absolutely agree with you and thank you for sharing that story joan i think there's lots to be learned from that story and moving forward and moving on with your life like i said with the life experiences that, that we have and all the best to you and good luck on the business just remind everybody again the website please all right. The website is socketsocks.com and we guarantee fit. We guarantee your satisfaction with our covers. The value is priceless. Try them out. Guarantee you love them. Thank you again, Joan. You can find more about Joan and Socket Socks on our website. I'll provide the links to Socket Socks website and social media on my website, www.aristotledegree.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, and show ideas, please connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at The MPTO Show. Until next time, I'm your host, Aristotle Domingo, and this has been The MPTO Show Podcast.